I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast half-full editor. Joining me as always is my colleague and co-host, David Weinkirch. How are you, Dave? I'm hanging in there. Yourself? You're doing well? I am well, feeling a little chilly. I, I Somehow we went from, you know, an endless summer now to seemingly the beginning of winter. I'm not sure how that happened. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it, right now it's like, it, it's been raining, you know, almost every day it seems like and uh, <laughs> and chilly. And uh, I feel like my my bones are just, you know, made out of ice. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good feeling. Yeah, isn't it though? Nothing, nothing like 2020 delivering uh, icy bones. Uh, just because. Just because, you know, just for these last couple of months of the year. Yeah, make know, them extra miserable. Exactly, exactly. Well, I, I, at least there is, uh, I think, a, a cocktail remedy to icy bones, and and that is um, our old friend Hot Cocktail, um, who oh. who usually makes an appearance around this time every year. I just, you know, I, I'm thinking of right now about the uh, hot scotch toddy I'm going to have this uh, this evening and how good it's going to taste. What would be the perfect uh, way to end the evening tonight with uh, one of those? Yeah, I, I mean, there's nothing as warming, you know. It just gets right into your into into those icy bones and uh, melts the ice and uh, lights a little fire in the middle of your chest. It's uh, and the good kind, not the heartburn kind. Right. I, <laughs> <laughs> and the good kind of of, of uh, toddy too. I mean, we have a whole episode about hot toddies and how um, I think it's called the bastardization of the hot toddy, and how yeah. you know it, it basically the the hot toddy has has grown from its very humble origins of essentially hot water and scotch, right? It's gotten very fancy to to yeah to including all types of sweeteners and citrus. And uh, I mean, it's kind of like become the bloody Mary of the, of the hot cocktails, uh, you know? Uh, yeah. People the, have gotten a little crazy. I saw our uh, mutual friend, John DeBerry on, on Twitter the other day was uh, tweeting about, you know, Midori hot toddies. And I think oh. that's a little far for me. <laughs> yeah. That I have not, I have to say, I've never had that. And I'm not even sure how that would taste. I mean, that's, um, um, I, I, I don't think, that would be to uh, my personal taste, but you yeah. know, I always say drink how you like. Ne- never say never. I, I, you know, a hot, a hot melon flavored toddy is that is definitely a new one to me. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm pretty traditional I'm, on these matters because uh, my mom was uh, from New England. Uh, she grew up in New England, and uh, you know, uh, I was always given uh, New England type hot buttered rum and hot rum toddies. Mm. Very weak, of course, but yeah. Uh, when I was a kid and, you know, the, the power was out or something and it was uh, 12 degrees out, uh, she'd build a fire in the fireplace and uh, heat up a poker and uh, plunge it into a mug with a little, a little bit of uh, Myers rum. It was always wow. Myers. Yeah. 
and uh, water, sugar, and uh, and a lump of butter, and that's <laughs> that's what the kids would get. There, there'd be uh, more more rum in hers than my dad's, of course. It, it's like getting rolfed uh, from the inside. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's you know fortifying. You've got heat. You've got alcohol. You've got fat. I mean, it's like a whole meal in a glass. Yeah, it's it's everything. I mean, so I I learned you know it's the simple things in life like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't make those very often, but every once in a while, a hot buttered rum is damn good. So many of these hot drinks, uh, you know, for so long they've almost been like code for dessert drinks, right? It's yeah. like become, you know, something where they include you know different types of sugars but also things like chocolate sauce and honey and all this and it, and and the roots are of the hot cocktails i mean they're much uh, much less sweet i mean it's that's very simple it was a very rudimentary drink originally and you know because it was before central heating it was right. uh, it was it was mostly to keep you warm you know it didn't need all the all the other stuff to 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 lure uh, jaded drinkers to give it a try. I mean, I've seen things like melted ice cream in the in these things. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that that is one popular. I'm not sure when yeah. that really. I mean, I, I I would guess that like in the 60s and 70s, you I mean, you, you definitely see a bunch of like kind of like drinks pamphlets like put out by different brands and stuff that like. Yeah. I imagine the ice cream companies. I mean, I don't, I don't have any proof, but I imagine some of the ice cream companies or the like dessert companies are pushing, you know, uh, alcoholic, you know, kind of dessert uh, cocktails. I'm sure there were salesmen. I mean, I've got like the, this book, I think it's called, it's a little booklet that Benson and Hedges, you know, the cigarette maker put out. In <laughs> my, the my favorite that, source of cocktail yeah, uh, information. Exactly. And it was compiled by the folks at Playboy. And uh, it's uh, drinks uh, from 100 best bars around America. Oh yeah. And and the bars were all name had names like the, uh, you know the, the 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 Beirut Bicycle Club and the, uh, uh, you know all these 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 whimsical names and uh, you could just imagine everybody in there looking like Tom Selleck uh, behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, the the drinks, there was a lot of vanilla ice cream and yeah. uh, and just a lot of stuff like that, a lot of sweet, sticky stuff. And, and they had a lot of hot drinks, and yeah. they, they were uh, maybe uh, moved a little a little far from the basics. Let's say it is interesting, though. I mean, I guess that I, you know, I think hot drinks mirrors sort of the overall you know trend in cocktails, where you know a lot of them went from not really sweet at all to ever more sweet, right? Like, and, and, and sickly sweet. So, I mean, I guess why, yeah. why would hot cocktails be any different than any of the other cocktails where you, you know, wind up, I remember in uh, the early 2000s, there was a bar in Hell's Kitchen that had a giant list of martinis. And I use the word martini uh, liberally here, um, where they had <laughs> very liberally, yeah. and they would drizzle chocolate syrup and I think caramel syrup on the inside of the glass. I I, I would, you know, it's one of those where it's mm. like, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm going to order something off menu tonight. Like, uh, do you have any bourbon back there? Uh, yeah. regular glass? No, no, no chocolate sauce, please. Um, just, just some ice. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you get all the frips and you know, the, 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 the frippery, the, uh, you know, the, the, yeah, the, the ornaments that yeah. you don't really need. Uh, uh, I mean, nowadays, uh, right now in in 2020, when we're 
doing our socializing outside and here in the Northeast, it's very cold or getting there. I don't need really any incentives to want to order a hot uh, cocktail. It just needs booze, maybe a little bit of sugar yeah. and some boiling water. Yeah. And I'll be very no, And I think, you know, we, we've talked about, I think in the Toddy episode that one of the, one of your keys for making a, a hot cocktail has nothing to do with actually the ingredients, but it's, you know, the, the importance of really heating up the cup, right? And that's something that, you know, Buena Vista, I think, yeah. does in San Francisco for their legendary Irish coffee. But, you know, they heat up the cup, right? I mean, that's, you know, with boiling water, you know, even before you're, you know, while you're mixing, it's kind of like a lot of better bars put right. ice into a glass, you know, make it cold when you add a cold concoction. Same thing, you need to heat up the glass, um, you know, with, with hot water. Yeah, it's the exact mirror image of a, yeah. of a cold cocktail, you know. And uh, you you need something that'll hold the heat, and uh, you want to get it good and hot before you put your your drink in it, because otherwise, it's just going to cool off right away. You're right. I mean, I think a lot of the hot cocktails are perfect for for putting in a thermos and drinking in a, on a stoop or backyard or with you know with a, a loved one or a socially distanced with a friend. I mean, it doesn't. The beauty is a lot of them don't really call for things like citrus no, you, or a lot you don't of really different... want a lot of citrus in a in a hot drink because uh heat increases the effect of acidity <laughs> and you're going to end up with yeah, that, that, that's a good <laughs> tip right there you're going to get the wrong yeah. kind of fire yeah. inside uh if you put too if you have too many uh hot toddies made with uh with 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 big splash of lemon juice that is really a, a common problem that i see a lot is that people I don't know if this is something that's like a crossover from tea drinkers or something, but people like, you know, mm -hmm. they'll put in, you know, half an ounce, three quarters of an ounce, a full ounce of, of lemon juice into a hot toddy, which sounds, oh, like, I, I mean, I, you got to have a stomach of steel for it's that. One, but I, I, yeah. I mean, you can get away with one, but you know, if you're sitting out outside for, for an hour or two and you might want a second or a third dare right. I say it, a third round, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to run into trouble there. And that's kind of the beauty of a lot of like the traditional recipes for hot drinks is that they weren't particularly high in alcohol so that you could have, you know, you no, could you, sip them. You all don't really right, want you know? a lot. Like the, the real experts in, in hot drinks are, are like Ireland where the hot whiskey is, is one of the national drinks and they'll drink it year round. What with Irish weather being pretty variable. And that's, uh, they don't use lemon juice. They put a slice of lemon in and it's just sugar, whiskey, a slice of lemon that you've studded with a couple cloves to get your spice. And then you pour in the boiling water and it, you know, it gets a little bit of the juice and a little bit of the lemon flavor. Uh, or, or here you can just use lemon peel, which works great. And uh, you just put in a slice of lemon peel and, and some in the boiling water. Uh, and, and, you know, you're, you're, uh, your booze and and you've got a very uh pleasant lemony drink that won't uh, rip the inside of your esophagus out well i mean i think also you bring up ireland obviously i think most americans think that most irish people are drinking irish coffee all the time which of course is is not quite the case there is irish coffee available in, in ireland but it's not as usually popular just as people in france don't eat french fries all the time um, even though we call them French fries, I think it's kind of the same thing with Irish coffee right. where it's more honorific. The real way to make Irish coffee or, or the, the way that I find the most delicious is kind of the way that the dead rabbit does it, which obviously learned from Dale DeGroff. And that's 
good coffee, right? I mean, since that's most coffee, I mean, just as we've all yeah. come to learn that, like, there's no point in using, you know, crappy tonic water if you're going to mix it with good gin um, or, or even vodka, right? You want good ingredients. So Irish coffee starts yeah. with good coffee. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but you want to use good coffee. Not as much whiskey as you would think. Maybe depending upon the glass, three quarters of an ounce, an ounce. When you said depending on the glass, that's really the most important thing is what kind of glass you're using. That's you true. Know? I mean, like for, you know, but I, I would say probably what, like less than an ounce of whiskey to maybe two or three ounces of coffee. Like uh, yeah, I, you want you like know. a six ounce glass. And so once you float the uh, whipped cream, which, you know, you'll whip by hand if you can, or, or you know, with a, with a uh, hand mixer, you're, you've got an inch of cream on the top and that leaves like four ounces in the, in the glass. So, you know, just a little bit of brown sugar. They always use brown sugar in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. An ounce of whiskey is great, is, is fine. And then uh, three, three ounces of coffee and then top it off with an inch of cream and you're, you're totally good there. It is really, I mean, one of my favorite drinks like made that way. Whereas, you know, for years, you know, you'd order Irish coffee and the, and the proportions would be inverse, yeah. right? It would be three ounces of whiskey and about a splash of, you know, yeah. terrible coffee that's been sitting in, you know, maybe it's Senka that's been sitting there for well, days. It comes in know, this huge mug with like whipped cream out, green whipped cream out of a can all over the right. top. <laughs> maybe it warms you up, but... It, I mean, have I drunk those and enjoyed them? Yes, I have. <laughs> because uh For sure, especially a cold day, but it's but one where but one where you you use, yeah. you know, the Buena Vista or, or Dale's ratio. I mean, it is it is really it's a delicious drink. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. One of my fondest drinking memories is, uh, oh, about 10 or 12 years ago, I was leading a tour of bartenders around uh, historic drinking sites in San Francisco, and we decided to meet at the Buena Vista. And, you know, these, these guys took a while to straggle in. And while we were waiting, it was open bar for Irish coffees. <laughs> <laughs> Always dangerous. Yeah. So I had about five. Right. Uh, other people had eight. Right. You know, did you got did you manage to go to any other locations after that one or uh... yeah oh, we went to a lot of locations <laughs> after that one people were climbing <laughs> statues uh, it was right. a bouncing off the walls tour. yeah from all yeah. the the caffeine and the oh my god we were we were wired and uh and lit it fast was... talking crew of uh <laughs> bartenders uh, yeah there were about uh, had I had about twenty five uh, bartenders all pickled on Irish coffee. <laughs> Amazing, leading Amazing. through downtown San Francisco. It was very funny. Well, Buena Vista. I mean, they make I think like a thousand a day. Or I mean, it's crazy. Oh God, I mean, it's, it's like, yeah. and they just line them up, and it's you know, it's in North Beach, um, you mm-hmm. know, which is and uh, you know, it's been open for decades. Um, you wrote a story a couple of years ago for for Half Full for the Daily Beast about. Um, 
right around St. Patrick's Day. And, you know, I found a photo from Life magazine, I think, from Buena Vista from, you know, the 50s, you know, and they're having this raucous party. And and one of the servers is carrying a tray with with Irish coffees and they look exactly like they do today. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah they really you know, haven't changed, you know. No, it's amazing. <laughs> They introduced it to America. It, it had come over a couple times before that, but they made it a thing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's funny because it wasn't even an Irish bar. <laughs> the point of view, yeah. they were all Germans. <laughs> and, you know, and the name is, I mean, you'd expect it to have yeah. some Irish name or yeah, no, Shamrock, no. Eventually okay. they became honorary Irish and, uh, and you know, they celebrated St. Patty's Day and, and uh, all that kind of stuff, but uh, it was it was a funny little place uh, when when funny. they latched onto that. But uh, you know, I mean, these drinks are are great to uh, to like you mentioned a thermos. You know, you can bring a thermos outside. I would bring two thermoses, one full of boiling water and the other full of your drink, Ooh. so that you can warm up the yeah. drinks, the, the the cups. I mean. And uh, keep them warm because uh, that's still important for every si- for every subsequent round. Another thing you can do is uh, if you're outside and you have an electrical outlet there or even a long extension cord, is uh, you can go you know go to your uh, nearest drugstore and and pick up an electric kettle. Those things boil in a, in like three minutes at most. Uh, oh yeah, uh, those things are super fast and. Uh, so you can have boiling water right there outside, and you can make the toddies uh, even as you know you can make them to order. You can yeah. bring out a couple bottles of liquor, and uh, if you're doing this in in the front of your house, all the passersby will be amused. <laughs> back, at least your neighbors will be amused. Yeah, you know, bring out yeah. some rum, some scotch, some Irish whiskey, some bourbon, and uh, let people choose their poison. A bit of sugar, some strips of lemon peel, and you're good. You know, you're going to have a very fun afternoon. You can use an Amaro, uh, have an Amaro toddy. That's a thing that they do occasionally in Italy. That's pretty good. You want something that's big enough to stand up to the water, right? Yeah, you need something with some alcohol in it, I think. Uh, Yeah. uh, You want uh, one of the more high-proof Amari rather than the ones that are about, you know, 20%. You want something like uh, Nonino, which is lovely. Oh, that is lovely. Yeah, And, and, and for whiskey, the same, I know. I think on the toddy episode, we talked a lot about, you know, big briny kind of Isla whiskeys that, you know, will. Those, those are great. I mean, it, I always like uh, the rule I always swear by is whatever you use, it should be a hundred percent or at least mostly pot still, uh, you know, the old fashioned way oh, yeah. of making these spirits because they, they're much thicker and, and, and they have much better texture so they can stand up to the boiling water without tasting thin. And that's that's I think important. So pot still yeah. rums, pot still Jamaican rum is amazing for that. Mm. Um, some tequilas work really well. Sure, that would be tasty. Tequilas, yeah. especially if yeah. you've got an añejo. This is a great thing to do with an añejo. There aren't many cocktails where an añejo works, but yeah. uh, it works great in a hot toddy. You know, uh, it's put a little cinnamon on top at the end, and that's mm. still, or a cinnamon stick in there. That's very yeah. Yeah, and that's a good combination too. Yeah, um, or an orange, good. orange peel maybe. Orange peel would be better than yeah. lemon peel with that one. Yeah. One of the things I remember learning from your groundbreaking book punch years ago was was that people used a lot of tea in punches, right? Like, but yeah, traditionally cold tea. 
Did people use hot tea for things? Or oh, absolutely. Still, they, yeah. they spiked the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? That's what I was hoping you'd There's say. There's a whole yeah. like German class of liquor that goes into, into tea. The Germans were particularly big on it. You could definitely, you know, a splash of, uh, especially something, something gentle like uh, cognac or Armagnac, uh, maybe a little less gentle. Yeah. But, or or uh, Irish, a, a good Irish pot still or single malt whiskey. Mm. Yeah. That's very nice in tea, you know? Yeah. I mean, they seem to go kind of hand in hand, you know, some of these things, you know, especially sailors, traders, you know, carrying both. I imagine people were yep. mixing them, trying different combinations. Um, and would you think like big, like smoky tea, like Lapsang Souchong or something, or, you Well, know, it kind of maybe- depends on, you know, whether you, whether you want the tea to be the star or the booze right. to be the star. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I yeah. mean, what you can do if you're, you know, if you want to be baller about it is use a big brawling, uh, smoky Isla whiskey and, uh, and, and, and a big heavy Lapsang Souchong or, you know, uh, one of, one of the, the, the more assertive British teas Yeah, and, uh, let them fight it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but certainly it would certainly warm you up I, no matter who won no matter who won that battle it would be a pretty tasty yeah. uh, hot cocktail so you can go you know you can go the other direction and use a real soft tea and uh and, and a soft spirit and yeah you know maybe even use some honey instead of uh i think people do overuse honey in in hot drinks honey really has a way of taking over yeah but uh, sometimes it's good sometimes and- i find it it drowns out the other flavors and it has such a very specific flavor that yeah, um, it it's it's although I, I find it, it with cold drinks it's also hard too because people who aren't used to working with it it, it can um, it gob up kind of like get you know it freezes you know if it's too yeah cold, you got to make you know, it into a light syrup before yeah and you know and I've seen I've been at, at, at people's homes who try to use honey in it and they're like you know. Like, mm, like you, know, you get like a disc at the bottom of the drink yeah <laughs> yeah that's not fun. But well, hot drinks. Fortunately, yeah. you know you you, you have can, that problem. You need to use sugar syrup with hot drinks. You can just stir in a right. teaspoonful of demerara sugar and know that it will dissolve. Yeah. So, so it it gives you it makes some things a lot easier. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. And I think we we talked about before, but kind of like seeing almost the hot toddy as the winter version of the old fashioned. You know, like exactly. the old fashioned is you know essentially you're replacing the ice with hot water but it's mm-hmm. basically the same drink oh yeah it's a simple drink i mean i i i usually don't put bitters in my hot toddies i know people who who do just because they really like bitters yeah i find they kind of they tend to take over I, I like my my drinks fairly simple i know our friend jeffrey morgenthaler is always busting on me for that <laughs> i i guess i'm i'm pretty pretty uh much horse and buggy when it comes to these things We'll have a, the next time we're all together, we can, uh, we can have a, a showdown of, uh, of, uh, Morgenthaler rules versus Weiger's rules. So, uh, Hey, let's, I, I, I'm down for that. I think it would be fun and interesting. The and speed uh, round. I know his drinks would be tasty and, uh, mine would be warming. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, if you're, well, Jeffrey, if you're listening, we're coming for you. And if not, I will call you and tell you that we're, coming for you so uh, <laughs> only uh, friendly as possible way <laughs> just because absolutely I have jeffrey morgenthaler exactly for sure, always for sure. A pleasure. 
Always a pleasure. I mean, I think part of it's also that you have to kind of, when you're going, when you're you're changing the thermodynamic nature of your drink, that you you some of these things you have to taste again, like where, you know, exactly yes, you know, it, it, it they're not going to behave in exactly the same way when they're cold as they are hot, which which sounds obvious, but then you know, the muscle memory of reaching for, you know, bitters or reaching for X or Y. And it's like, oh, wait, like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's surprising, you know, like, like things like you take a, a Lafroig or Ardbeg or, uh, you know, Bowmore, one of these smoky, smoky Isley whiskeys, and you try to make an old fashioned with it. And it's just, it's a little bit disappointing. It's like, uh, this really is not, you know, the, the yeah. most pleasant of drinks. When you do the hot version with, uh, you know, a spoonful of sugar and a strip of lemon peel and, uh, you know, basically the same thing, maybe leave the bitters out and, uh, and, and add a, a couple ounces or three ounces, say, of boiling water to your two ounces of, of, of very smoky whiskey. It's the most warming, calming, uh, beautiful <laughs> thing imaginable, Yeah. you know, although yeah. uh, it will knock you right out. There is that. <laughs> yes you you um well i mean that's why they're good for nightcaps you know people yeah. come home you have one of these things you're sitting on the couch i mean you practically want to make a rule if you're if you're uh, if you're drinking hot toddies with people and you're uh, socially distanced socializing uh, after every round you should all get up and walk around the block yeah <laughs> just because otherwise you're all going to be asleep in your chairs and freeze to death exactly. oh my god Better yet, you know, walking distance of uh, of your of your bedroom is is always ideal. I think. Yeah, I, I, I think so. They're so comforting that you just kind of uh, feel yourself uh, easing into a warm internal bath. And yeah. Uh, next thing, you know, uh, the snores are coming out, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I can't wait. Uh, this is this has made me very thirsty, and. Uh, I feel a chill coming on, so I'm going to put the kettle on um, for, for, for a hot cocktail. I think it's time. Absolutely. I make myself a uh, 69th Regiment Punch. Oh. Which is an ounce of uh, good Irish whiskey, an ounce of good single malt scotch, spoonful of sugar, a bit of lemon, like either a slice of lemon is probably what I'll do, and uh, you know, a couple ounces of boiling water in a, in a warmed mug. Who doesn't want that? Sounds good to me. Good way to also, uh, you know, yeah. got a bunch of bottles that are open. I don't know many other recipes that call for both scotch and Irish whiskey. So, uh, yeah, there aren't a lot. There's the Cameron's Kick, I suppose, cocktail, and that's about it. So. Yeah, it's kind of a, a fun thing to do. Try yeah. so. Uh, I will uh, perhaps I will mix that up tonight, warming up from the inside out, and you know, put a good blanket on, and you get the outside in, and it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds lovely. We'll meet in the middle. Well, cheers. Cheers. Dave and I encourage you to drink responsibly always. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 